0: This is a summary on the second Sicha Parshas. We're looking at the Pasuk in Perikid Gimel. Pasuk. Hey, and the Pasuk says that You should follow the Lord, your God, and you should fear him. You should keep his mitzvahs. You should listen to his voice. You should worship him. You should serve him. You should him. You should cleave to him. This seems to be a very, very packed pasuk with a lot of instruction, and each one is necessary and vital in the service of Hashem. If you study the Rashis on this pasuk, it's interesting, all of these things are as opposed to idolatry. In other words, the previous psukim were saying that there's a false prophet telling you to go serve another god. So if any false prophet comes throughout history and tells us to serve anything other than what we've been commanded in the Torah, to worship a foreign object or deity or idea that's not in Judaism, you should know that Hashem is testing you to see whether you're going to listen to that false prophet and whether you truly love Hashem. The, the conclusion of the previous passage is, <speaking> do you truly love the Lord your God <speaking> with all your heart and all your soul? And then it continues with the pasuk that we just read. And Rashi goes through each item of the pasuk that it's coming to exclude the idolatry and rather the Torah of Moses. The one which is left to discussion for us is the final clause of the broken? You should cleave to God. There seems to be nothing left to be said at this point. You discuss the love of God. And that's the whole, the love is the most general concept discussed. <laughs> not just love, love with all your heart and all your soul. <laughs> we discussed fear of God. We discussed following God, which that not, not necessarily doesn't mean what it means in other places. Rather, that's uh, that's actually a continuation of, by the idolatry, the, the, the false prophet came and said... Let us go after other gods. So here it says, "No, go after God." Fear God, keep all of His mitzvahs. So we already have all the commandments down pat. Listen to His voice, serve Him, and that concludes the possible cleave to God. Cleave to God. What does that mean? What does those words mean? Now, this is actually not the first time in the title where we're having a commandment to cleave to God. If we go back to Parshas Veschan, and the end of the first Aliyah, we say it every. We see it quite often, actually, in Shul, You who are attached and cleaved to God, you're alive on this day. What do those words mean? Rashi actually doesn't provide a translation and explanation of what it means. And then when we move further in Parshas Ekev, again, we find the concept where the title mentions, it says, this is in it says, You should fear the Lord your God. You should serve Him. And you should cleave to Him. And when you have these conditions, then you can swear in His name. Over there also, Rashi provides no explanation. What does it mean to cleave to God? So the fact that Rashi provides no explanation is because it's obvious what it means to, to cleave with God and to be one with God. Why is it obvious? Because we actually have the word had the word earlier in Chumash, and therefore we don't so easily forget that which we learned and we go back to the Book of Genesis in Venetians. The says that Dino was kidnapped by Shem, and what happened? It says this, his soul, he he was he he cleaved the to Dina, meaning uh, his soul, uh, emotionally. And the pasuk spells out what that means. Right? And he loved the young girl. He loved Dina. In other words, what it means to be attached to someone is to be emotionally and psychologically attached. That's all it means. And that we see that clearly. And therefore, it requires no explanation. When Hashem says you should be attached to God, you should be you should cleave to God. You should be one with God. It means very simply. It, it means that you should be obsessed with Hashem. It's not, it's not a difficult idea to wrap our brains around. But then, towards later on, in the end of Parsh's Ekev, in Pedicut Aleph, Pasuk Chav days, it says, When you keep all, this entire mitzvah that I'm commanding you today, what is the mitzvah? To love Hashem. And then the Pasuk says, spells out, what does it mean to love Hashem? So it says, To go in all his ways and to cleave to him. Over here, just to say that to cleave to him means to love him is very difficult because you're adding something new to the picture. You're defining the love. How does Ladovka define the love beyond saying love? That's a very important question. Now, going in his ways over there, Rashi says, is also an expression of love because the best way The truest expression of love is when you copy the person that you love, the item that you love. And therefore, going God's way means following God's example. And just like God is kind and does all of the wonderful things that that the prophets attribute to God, God's character, so to speak, so too you go in the way of God, we emulate Hashem. But then what does the posse add in the end of the Dov Rashi would love to say that it means something to do directly with God if we have a way to do that. But there's really nothing left over there for Rashi to say. So Rashi says something from our sages, which is that what it means to cleave to him is that the sages, the Torah scholars, those who are connected to the divine, the holy people among us, the tzaddikim, you should cleave to them. You should love them. There's a concept of loving tzaddikim. There really is. The famous letter of the al to get us based on how much love you have to the tzaddik, is how much you're going to get spiritual energy you're going to get from that tzaddik. And there's an idea of cleaving to tzaddikim, to the righteous, to the tamidichachamim. And that's what it means over there. When it says, it's coming to add, and there's a certain advantage to that. It's a novelty. So it's it's in a way, there's an element of greatness to that because in a way, you can really attach yourself to a tzaddik because it's a tangible human being. Versus Hashem, there's always going to be It's not going to be as tangible. Could you actually cleave to God? God is pure, is too beyond us to truly say that you're actually one with him, so to speak. So therefore, in a way, it has an advantage, and that's what the Pasuk over there is concluding, which brings us to our Pasuk, which brings us to our Pasuk. In our Pasuk, what are we going to say? Could it mean love? Of course not. We already covered love in this passage numerous times. The whole passage is, do you love God with all your heart and all your soul? We already mentioned that. The whole passage says, Did you fulfill all of his com- And you fulfill all of his commandments. One of those commandments is to love him. One of those commandments is to love him. So the question is, what is it going on? And could it go on connecting with Torah scholars? It's very difficult because. First of all, out of listing everything in the past, this is the climax of all the things listed. You serve God and you fear God. And you keep all of his commandments and so on and so forth. You serve him. You attach yourself to him. To say that this is the climax about connecting with a human being, no matter how spiritually in tune this human being may be, is this the highest level after everything else? It's a difficult thing to say. Where if you have no choice, you could say that there's a certain novelty there's a certain greatness, but ultimately, of course, the the connecting, the direct connection that you have with Hashem, is going to be the highest, uh, the highest mitzvah, the highest uh, level that a person can reach. So, why would this be listed in the end, in the end, as well as the? Uh, if you think about it, okay, there's another point, but for the sake of the summary. That's enough. So now, what does it mean? So Rashi tells us uh, something very interesting. Go in Hashem's ways, but particularly what we mean is burying the dead and visiting the sick. What does that mean? Rashi doesn't mean what we mentioned earlier of imitating God and going in His ways just regularly. Why? Because that's already included in what we said in the past We said, keep all of His commandments. That's already a commandment that we know about. We're here to add an additional level of attachment to God, which is beyond the commandments. And therefore, teaches Rashi teaches us that what it's referring to is going in the way of God, even when there's no commandment to do so. In other words, by God, it's gratuitous. God doesn't need a reason. He doesn't need a commandment. And it, and it could be that you really don't even need it. So too, we copy Hashem beyond any mitzvah, even when there's no mitzvah. How do we see that from those two examples? Just go to the examples. Where do we find that God uh, buried the dead? We find that by Aaron, when Aaron passed away, when Aaron passed away, Moshe brought him to the uh, the cave, and it doesn't say that he buried him there. On the contrary, him and Elazar, the high priest, neither of them, according to the simple reading of the Pesach, they actually were both Kohen Gadols. They were both high priests. Moshe became a high priest when he served in the Mishkan in the beginning, and he never lost that status. There's actually a debate in the Talmud about that, but from the simple reading of the text, if I'm just learning Chomish, why should I assume that he lost, it never, it never says anywhere that he was stripped of that level. And Elazar was just the point of the Kayan Gadol. And what did we learn explicitly? A commandment about a Kayan Gadol, not to become impure, even for one's relatives, even for one's father or brother. So they couldn't have contaminated themselves with their brother to bury him. And it says the Jewish people didn't believe them that he was dead. And Hashem had to give them a sign that he was dead. So then who buried Aaron? When they came back to the people, clearly it was Hashem himself who buried Aaron. Now Aaron clearly did not need... God Himself to do it because the Jewish people were willing and able, and 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 they loved Aaron, they were willing to bury Aaron. What do we see? You get involved. Hashem does this gratuitously. He did it just be just to just to show honor, just to do this. So too we, even when it's not needed, we do it, and that's what it means to go in the way of Hashem. And the other example is visiting the visiting the uh, the sick, which is when Hashem visited Avram after getting a bris. But there as well, it was gratuitous because it was not necessary for him to visit him. He was uh, he was perfectly, uh, there were so many people who loved the Arein. he was a big person in the world, and many people wanted to visit him. And the fact that Hashem visited him was beyond the letter of the law, which is, which rep- 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 what it represents for a Jew is doing um, this connection with Hashem beyond any mitzvahs. Okay, fine. The the Rebbe says an additional point, which is is actually fascinating, um, that Rashi didn't just say these two things. Rashi said to do kindness, and these were the two examples that he gave. What does Rashi mean? So first of all, Rashi is not limiting it to these two objects. You could do other acts of kindness which are also going in the way of God. As long as they are gratuitous, as long as they're not a commandment, then it's fulfilling a specific commandment of going in the way of Hashem. There doesn't need to be a reason. You just, Hashem's a giver, Hashem is loving, you just be loving beyond everything. So it doesn't just mean these two things, but these two things capture all the the possible spectrums, that even if it's going to hurt you a little bit, it could hurt you. For example, visiting the sick, the sick person could be sick, and you could catch their illness. So that's already, there's an element of you being able to get hurt, and burying someone is a lot of... uh, Uh, It takes a lot of effort. It it could cost money, it could cost time, it could cost effort. So we're there as well. So those two things teach you regarding everything else. For example, uh, visiting someone who's uh, nicham veilam, someone who passed away. That would teach you, that that of course is included as well. But what does Rashi, what's a real novelty that Rashi is teaching when he says that you do this act of kindness? Rashi is telling you something very interesting. That according to Maimonides, there's actually only one mitzvah in all these things. It's called love your fellow Jew as yourself. There's no specific commandment. According to other opinions, there's a specific biblical commandment to visit the poor, to visit the sick, I'm sorry. There's a biblical commandment to bury the dead and so on and so forth. Rashi has a third opinion. Rashi says there's one biblical commandment, but it's not included in loving your fellow Jew as yourself. It's, it's a, your own unique commandment of going in God's ways. So all of these things, as long as it's not included in the mitzvah, it's just you going beyond the letter of the law, that is a specific commandment of going in Hashem's ways. And uh, the Rebbe concludes the sikha by saying that this is the ultimate level, even greater than fulfillment of the commandments because you actually become one with God. When you're fulfilling a commandment, it means that you're a separate entity from Hashem who needs to be commanded. But over here, even though you're fulfilling a commandment of, of, well, what is the commandment? The commandment is to become one with God, for you to express the divine. What does it mean that you go in God's ways but you're expressing it by using this term of being be one with me. It means be my channel in this world. Be a conduit for the divine. Hashem is saying you should be a reflection of me. And that's the ultimate level that a Jew can reach higher than all the other mitzvahs of the title, which is why the passage concludes, sid Bakun.